From Sales Loft Podcast, it's No Nonsense Sales with your tour guide through the alphabet wilderness of sales jargon, Tom Boston. Hello, everybody, and thank you for downloading this podcast. We are approaching the end of the alphabet with episode 22, V for Value Added Selling. Now, first up, thank you for tuning in. Without you, it's just me speaking to myself. And as my wife tells me, that's often frowned upon in the normal world. Second up, whether you're a first-time listener or you've been with us since the letter A, genuinely, thank you for listening. Let's drop the V word, value. It's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot. I've thrown it around a lot on this podcast. My guests have thrown it around a lot. You might see it thrown around on LinkedIn. You might be listening to this and thinking, my manager just told me to do this this morning, Tom, in a one-to-one. Right then, how are your calls going? Uh, yeah, good, good, I think, yeah. Did you add value? Uh, yeah, lot, lot, lots of value, lots of value added. Very good, more value. It's become a bit of a buzzword. Do we, as sellers, get why and how to add value? Or is it just something that goes without saying? we should do automatically? Is it a fundamental part of being a seller in 2023? So to really answer these questions, I reached out to someone who, for me, embodies no-nonsense selling. He's written two number one best-selling sales books, Addicted to the Process and More Than a Number. He's a keen surfer, which was the inspiration for his sales conference in Costa Rica, Surf and Sales. He's got a track record of helping scale businesses from zero ARR to $25 million in ARR. He's also got a really good beard. My guest this week is the CEO and founder of Scott Lease Consulting. First question for Scott Lease had to be, probably because it's the coolest conference around. Tell me more about surf and sales. Yeah, you know, it's uh, a micro conference is is what it is. <clears throat> we take... Um about 20 people down to uh, Playa Grande in Costa Rica a couple times a year. And we do uh, sales coaching and training and sales leadership and entrepreneurship and all sorts of, you know, business acumen sessions and stuff like that um, for about half a day each day. And the other half of the day we spend giving people surfing lessons and eating food and having drinks and, you know, just kind of hanging out. And the idea was to do something different than these big, huge mega conferences that are out there, right? I don't know about you, but that's not my comfort zone going to a 100,000 person sales conference and, you know, scanning badges and running around to bars all over the place and, you know, trying to network here and there. That doesn't do it for me. Um, So I just thought there'd be like a better way and a more intimate kind of experience and go to some you know cool tropical place would be uh, a lot more fun. So we've been running these and selling them out for five or six years now. And do you find that salespeople are generally thrill seekers? Would you would you say, or is that a sweeping generalization? That's a great question. I, I think it's a probably I think it's probably a generalization, but I do think that there is an element or some subset of salespeople who are adventurous 
and want to get out of their comfort zone and try different things and, you know, certainly kind of run with the pack of other like-minded folks, you know, and this is one of the reasons why you keep the events small. You know, I don't, I don't need to sell a hundred thousand tickets. I just need to find like 20 other people who are like Scott or like Tom. That's, that's all I need. And, you know, when your numbers are, are that small, like it's easy to find some thrill seeking people. Love that, yeah, and I and I think yeah, being such an intimate event, right? You're gonna make some connections. Like, how could you? Yeah. How could you not? Now, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, and your, your book, uh, Addicted to the Process, you said that sales is the garbage can of jobs. Uh, why do you think that is, and what did you mean by that? Well, what I meant is, <clears throat> it's kind of the place where people end up when they don't know what else they're gonna do. And it's always kind of looked down upon as a profession. It's, you know, if you and I were a doctor, our family probably would be more proud of us. Or if we were a lawyer or something like that, it doesn't matter that we make 10 times what the doctor makes, right? Or we've created jobs and, and, you know, opportunity for hundreds of other people. So this is like, my idea in that sentence was this is where all the place go, the, the place where all these people go who had like liberal arts degrees and didn't know what they want to do with their life, right? But they were charismatic. They were passionate. They at some point found, you know, some ambition. They just didn't know where else to apply it. Like sales is where you end up. It's like the trash bin, you know? We all ended up in the trash. People threw us away. They didn't think we were going to mount to anything. They were wrong. Or oh, we fell into the trash can because I, I did a post. Re- I did a post recently about falling into sales because every seller ever says, "Oh, I just fell into sales." That yep. got a huge reaction online because I feel like we're all in the, the we're all in the same place. Like you said, we we fell into it, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, this particular episode is all about value added selling and i wanted to first ask you about that that word value do you think that's become a buzzword in modern sales what are your thoughts on that i don't know if it's a buzzword but i i think that it's an overgeneralization and and people don't talk enough about what that means and what it means is has anybody really taken the time to explain to you why solving XYZ problem is so important. That's providing value, I think, to somebody. It's helping somebody, it's educating them, it's helping identify a problem and why you need to solve it and why maybe it matters to to do right now. It's making an introduction to somebody. Um, So when you just say, we need to add value to Scott, like, well, what do you mean specifically? And I think if people talked a little bit more in specifics, then that word might not have any kind of negative connotation around it. But I don't know if it's a buzzword. I don't know. Well, you talked about negative connotation there. I think it's often used um, to to make people sound like they're, they're giving advice. You know, so you could just say to someone, make sure you add some value. But like you said, what does that actually mean? Now, when I don't know what things mean, I Google them 
And Google tells me that value-added selling helps buyers make an informed decision that best suits their needs, which is kind of what you said there, right? Helping them. So would you agree with that Google literal uh, meaning of the word? I would agree with it, but then I would want Google to be a little bit more specific. You know, what is that need? And what exactly are they supposed to do? What exactly am I supposed to say to show somebody and make somebody understand that they have the, the need? So that's the, that's the tricky bit, I guess, is just you can talk about value. It's just at this high level, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't get into the specifics and really coach somebody you know, on how to help somebody achieve their desired outcome. So you spoke there about coaching someone on, on how to help. Let's say someone is listening to this, they're a seller, they think this sounds great, but I want to be the most helpful salesperson I can possibly be. Uh, what would your advice be and, and what approach could they take to selling to make sure that they're more helpful than the next seller that might be coming along? Hmm. Probably do a little bit better job identifying who their ideal customer profile is. You know, I think, I think we burn so much time and energy trying to talk to people that don't really have a particular problem that we solve. Um, there's maybe a lot of reasons for that, but one of those reasons is we're a little bit lazy in terms of doing upfront research or investigation or, or, or what have you, you know, I mean, if I was trying to sell something to you, it's like Tom runs a podcast. I try to read stuff that you've written and talked about to give me a clue of maybe something is a pain in the neck for you. Maybe I'd listen to your show a few times and see if you're, you know, complaining about the quality of your microphone or something like that. I'm looking for clues somewhere all the time before I would reach out to you, you know, and I wouldn't reach out to you if I didn't think that there was a, a possibility that you had something going on that I might be able to, to help with. So if you do that, then you're really only spending time talking to people who need help and you're not wasting the time of people who don't need help and wasting people's time is the least helpful thing you could do. Because time is our most uh, our precious most precious business. commodity, right? You know, where right. as sellers, all we're asking for all the time, can I have 15 minutes, can I have 20 minutes, can I have 30 yeah. minutes? But I completely agree with you. If I'm ever going to give up my time, uh, which with two kids is more precious than it ever has been, right? It has to be, and again, I will use the word, it has to be valuable. And I think you said it perfectly there, right? As long as your buyer can connect with your offering, and they've kind of gone, okay, I can see how that could help me. Then you're going to have the conversation, but that can only happen if you've done your research and if you've reached out to the right person. Yeah, yeah. I love that a lot. So um, to go back to the garbage can, because I'm stuck on this, uh, I'm stuck on this uh, image of us all, <laughs> of us all in the rubbish. What's your biggest advice for any seller who's maybe fallen into sales with the rest of us and might be feeling a little bit demotivated? in 2023 uh, any words of encouragement for anyone who's maybe just having a tough week this week well, I, th I think no you're not alone i mean there's people who've been in this profession for 20 30 40 years who are potentially struggling right now you know 
it's a it's a difficult environment for anybody right now to uh, succeed. So it requires perseverance. It requires you to continue to work on your skill set and continue to learn and grow. It requires you to continue to build a network, um, network of support, network of mentorship, all these kind of things. So that that would be my main piece of feedback is, you know, don't internalize it and, and say, oh, I'm the only one on the planet who sucks right now. That's not the case. You know, everybody is going through challenging times right now. And, um, see what you can do to continue to learn, continue to get better, continue to grow alongside others. Yeah, I wish I wish someone would have told me that when I first started in sales and I was, uh, you know, taking myself off to a quiet place and uh, and getting yeah. upset because it wasn't quite going as I as I thought. But you know, you and me both. I just got told to you know make thousand more phone calls and stay until midnight if that's what it took. <laughs> yeah, it was always the answer, wasn't it? I oh, just yeah. do more act- more activity. But as we've learned from this podcast, actually sometimes less less is more. Now. Um, I don't know if you know this, Scott, but the, the the way that we end these recordings is I ask my guests to to bring in a, a pump-up song, the song that they might play when they're feeling demotivated, right? The song they might put on to go, let's pick up our spirits. Unfortunately for the audience, I then record an a cappella version uh, of the song due to copyright issues. I won't put you through that uh, but if you, if you if you could share with me uh the song that gets you pumped up for calling or the oh, song man. that might get you pumped up for selling not to put you on the spot um what would yeah. that song be the, the, the song that just came into my head is master of puppets by metallica amazing well i've got your work not... cut out for you now <laughs> you know we've had we've had eminem we've had i think we had some country but we've never had metallica so i'll, I'll very much look forward to <laughs> to murdering that track <laughs> um but scott thanks so much for your time uh, and thanks for joining me on, uh, on, on, on the sales thank you thank you so much please please do take a seat really excited to perform this one something a little bit different for the show, which I think you're all gonna love. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to meet the Muppets on the Muppet Show tonight. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to dress up right. It's time to get things started. What? Master of Puppets. Oh, I've read that email. Yeah, sorry. Muppets. I thought you said Muppets. Clearly some kind of mix-up there. I do apologise. But you know what? If you were getting into that and you'd like to hear the track in full, why not head over to the No Nonsense Sales Spotify playlist, which is, yep, you guessed it, available on Spotify. And I tell you what, while you're there, if you've enjoyed this podcast episode, why don't you subscribe to the No Nonsense Sales Podcast on Spotify or on your favourite podcast player, or of course, you can listen on salesloft.com slash podcast. Podcast.